Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of Hello, Hello Hangouts. My name is Edwin, and I'm here joined by my co-host, Pam. Hi, I'm Pam. Hello, hello to Hello, Hello Hangout. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. We got a bunch of things to talk about, some new developments on even on the Disney front. So we're going to get to that. But first, I want to ask Pam, what have you been up to? Okay, so for those that don't know me, I'm very big with um, with with watching shows, uh, shows uh, like movies or whatever. And I basically watched three films that were featured on the Manila Film Festival. Okay. And I have thoughts. <laughs> you have thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts. Okay. What are your thoughts? Because I didn't watch any of these movies at all, but I know you watched two of them. Uh, well, actually, I ended up watching all three of them. All three at of least them. Those that, all, at least all three of them that were available on the TFC channel. Um, or sorry, TFC. Um, there were actually ten entries in the fest- festival altogether, but only three were available through TFC, which I happen to have a free account on. Um, it's either I learned that you either like it or you really get confused. <laughs> so we'll begin with the one that I like. The one that I like is um, the title was the the boy foretold by the stars, and it's basically a coming of age uh, story okay. of uh, of a, a, I believe a high school boy, and he's just coming into terms with his sexuality. Okay, that's different. And um, I know that I know there are there LG, uh, Filipino movies are generally I'll say generally uh, LGBTQ fam- friendly. Yes, um, which is which is, which is a new thing even before. I mean, well, it's not really a new thing. I saw I saw some some like LGBTQ movies like in the mid two thousands, but uh, yeah, I didn't I think see. That's- I think it was starting to pick up around that time. Yeah, and now it's it's kind of part of a central uh, central theme in the LGBTQ movement. Yep. Not only in the Philippines but also here as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was very nice. Um, it, it it was lovely and and it was it it was available for subtitles so anyone can watch that's, it if anyone's interested in it. That's always a plus. Um, Yes, and there <laughs> was a and and me. I I'm not I'm not a big drama fan, so you probably won't have me watching anything heavy on the romantic side because I can't take those seriously. And it doesn't well, matter if it's Filipino or American; I just can't. Well, that takes like half of the movies from the Philippines off the. Off I know, the shelf. <laughs> I know, I know. And the thing is, some some of the Filipino like romance. It's very cheesy. Oh, it's it's Ugh. it's Limburger cheesy. All right, like but it, this one, it smells I mean, cheesy. <laughs> I mean, I will I will say this one was cheesy, yes, but it was a healthy helping of the cheese. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so it, it was wasn't cheesy. Yes, because well, you're not getting well, a big wheel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the gay the gay people. There was one character that is very malambing, or. What's the correct term or translation of that? 
like clingy or okay um and of course a lot of the cheesiness comes from that character but then you get a flip side of the of that character the serious side okay. so it's a so i'm get i'm i'm saying that this is a healthy helping of cheesy and seriousness and i think the balance was spot on so i that's, well, that's something i recommend that's good i mean that's i i mean yeah if it's balanced that way then i don't mind it but you know well, i don't know like i try to yes i like i i'm a sucker for like rom-coms you know and okay in my opinion the philippines is tropey mctroperson rom-com <laughs> you know like they they do all that the tropes Okay, so. <laughs> that I will I will agree with you on that, and it can be good, it can be bad, but this time I think I think it's good. The other two films, though, I cannot say the same praise. This, <laughs> uh, the, okay, the second one was actually the one that I watched. Uh, let me get, begin with the one that one I watched last night. It's called Fangirl. Um, you can't find it on IMDb, but. Um, that's bad. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's bad or not. <laughs> Is it on Rotten but... Tomatoes? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the production is good. The acting was all right. Uh, so, a brief summary of that is that it's basically what it what it, the title uh, says. It's about a fangirl that basically has spends a couple nights with her idol and she learns the very hard way that her idol is not the same as the one that she sees on camera. <laughs> I mean, duh. <laughs> um, so everything in that movie was pretty much predictable. It was available with subtitles, but I feel that if it didn't have any subtitles, I'm still able to follow what goes on. There was no comedy because there's nothing funny about it. There's no, there was nothing about it that was enjoyable. The characters were pathetic, but they were written as such. So I could see why, I mean, it was well-written. You know, if you take into account all the story, it was well-written. It just yes. wasn't well-executed. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I don't know if that was the issue either, because it, to me, it was just, all, this poor girl just uh, make a bad choice. What could possibly happen? All the things that could happen happens, <laughs> and then you, and then the later part, you realize it's all a circle. I'm not gonna delve into that, but again, not very. Again, not not leaving much for the audience to be like, huh? It's more like, oh well, yeah, I knew that what's gonna happen, and I just don't like movies like that. Again, I'm not, I'm not a big drama fan. I'm just seeing pictures of this movie. I just got on to Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, this movie has no score, at all. Yeah. I just. And that's okay. There's like the scene where like the room is like, like weeds or something like that. There's like vines growing everywhere. It's very old um, looking. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the heck is I'm going just, on. This looks this looks like a trip. <laughs> it, it, in a way, yes, I will say it is a trip. 
Okay. But it's that whole you you're not gonna like any characters or anything. The story is written as it is. It's just not not something for me. I don't feel any sympathy for the character, and I think it was supposed for you supposed to. Um, personally, I like uh, shows that where the main character kind of redeems themselves. Yep. I mean, the main character does, but it's at the very, very, very end when you're like, aha, so you learned your lesson. But then it just ends. There's just, nope, that's it. And there's like really no conclusion to it. There's like no. No, there's a conclusion. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, but... yeah, but it's like, it's just like abruptly, that's it. Like, yeah, she does something actually right. And then, end of story, there's no more suffering to report here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I could, uh, but as I said, the production was actually pretty good, very crisp, um, like editing and uh, camera. What's the name of that? I don't know. Cinematography? Cinematography. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, looking at some of these pictures. Again, I'm looking at some of these pictures, and it's like, it looks like a trip. Like, the scene. The scene set looked like, like. And in fact, all of these films that are in the part of this festival, the cinematography was good. Like it, yeah. it matches. It will go along with the other Asian movies, like the K dramas and the Japanese dramas and all. And you can't. You. It's to the point where you could be like, oh my god, their skin is so soft. Their hair is just. <laughs> their so shampoo. What are perfect. you using? I know. <laughs> it looks too perfect. <laughs> yes. The third one? Ooh, well, I, the wanted, third I one. wanted to say one more thing about this, about oh, Fangirl, yes. is that it looks like it debuted in the Tokyo Film Festival in 2020. Yes, it did. So, it did. yeah. As I said, it could be just my, buy, my point of view that was like, eh, that's really not a movie for me. Yeah, I'm not if, even... If you're looking... If you're looking for some an empowering movie, it's that's not the movie. It's not the movie. <laughs> that's not, not the, the movie. movie. It's kind of a tragic story. If you're a sucker for that, then maybe oh you would gosh. enjoy it. It's not me. <laughs> Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> so, on a lighter note, the third movie, uh, it's called Mangkapweng, Anglihim ng Banda ng Itim. So this is the one with the Hitler mustaches. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. This is the I one with we... the bandanas and the Hitler mustaches. I'm sitting there going, like, what are they doing? So those that don't understand what that title meant, Mankapwing is the name of the protagonist. He's supposedly a hero. He has a white bandana with red dots. And the last part of it, uh, the ang lihim ng bandanang itim. Bandanang itim basically means black bandana. Yeah. So... Sorry, is some evil dude uh, stole a black bandana, one that usually is kind of like the yin and yang to his white and red bandana. And of course, he's in it to cause chaos to the world, ru uh, like like rule the world, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. <laughs> okay, what's worse? It's probably well, the reason why that I didn't enjoy it is because it wasn't available in subtitles. That's and bad. As, as I said before, usually I'm pretty good with following what's going on yep. with the story. But since this was like a sci-fi fantasy, it's based off of a comic book, actually. This is when I should probably know what's going on. Like, what they're saying. Yep. Because 
when the events just kind of transpired, I was like, why are they in... Why are they in an abandoned building filled with zombie nuns? <laughs> and then they go through this grave, which happened to be a portal, and now they are underneath water? Okay. This is why this, this is what happens. This is what happens with Filipino writers, right? Or comic book writers at this point. Or maybe just the screenplay writers, right? When they get a little too friendly with the uh, with the shab. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think they did this time. <laughs> um, so you know, it's it's funny though because I tried to Wikipedia see if there was uh, like a okay in this movie this is what happens. Their Wikipedia page just gives us gives me a summary of this is a story about this guy who who learns the worth of having the white bandana. That's it. There are no events. They didn't they didn't even go to the what happens in the movie. I was like, no. So I know I know you paid money for this. Yeah, this so isn't, this isn't on like normal TFC or anything like that. I have a free account, but yes, you. Uh, in order to watch these movies, it's five dollars per movie. So, do you want your five dollars back? For the last two, yes. <laughs> okay, maybe it would have been. It would be more worth the five dollars if it had subtitles. At least yeah. I could understand what was why he was there. What I didn't. I didn't know until like after the fact that oh, he was underwater because he needed a mermaid tear. In order to for a witch's brew, I still don't get what the witch's brew was for. <laughs> because what happened was that he gathers the materials, the witch's brew just then, you know, concocts it or whatever. And then they exchange dialogue, which I'm like, what are you gonna do about that brew? What does that do? So apparently she said, Oh, I'm sorry. This brew is still incomplete. You need to do blah, 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 or whatever. And then he's like, no, no, I have gone through enough. I, I there has to be another way. I, like, it, it just makes me real. It just made me realize that if someone from a foreign country, right, that had no idea how to speak English. And is, like, let's say, let's say like somewhere like in, I don't know, like in the steps of, of Asia somewhere. Right. Okay. It does, you know, like. Didn't know how to speak English. Never really seen like a like a like a like American movie. And you drop like Princess Bride on them with no <laughs> subtitles, right? Yes. And I can imagine like I feel like this is what I'm sort of seeing this with you with this movie because if you think about it, like wait a minute, wasn't that guy in that other one? Right? So, and then why is he, like, uh -huh. carrying a sword? And what's up with, you know, like, was it Billy Crystal's um, oh. character? <laughs> and then why can't he move? You know? Yeah. And <laughs> I, can, I could see them being confused as the whole, what what are they doing with Wesley's corpse? Yeah. Like, isn't he dead? Yeah. Or something? I could see that happening. <laughs> but in the end, I think, I honestly think that... Um, I think they they will know that you know 
why why he they were at Billy Crystal's house. Oh yeah, it's because they needed to resurrect Wesley. Of course. <laughs> this one though, I just don't. I was like, oh, I'm so lost. The battle itself was okay, and <laughs> I. This is if it ever this shows is up. To me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if it ever shows up on TFC, right, in the you know in their free or whatever version, or or they're behind the paywall and it's there, I'm just gonna like, I I want to just watch it just to see how bad or trippy or or just outlandish it is, or maybe it's good, maybe it's actually pretty good, and you know, like in the in the the barrier and stuff like that is you know, is a detriment to actually how good it is, but again, this is just through one view. I'm pretty yeah. sure that if I watched it again, maybe I would make more sense out of it. And if people have seen the movie, can you please explain to me what's going, what went, what, what's going what, on? What was this movie called again? Mankapwing. It's actually a third movie of, of the Mankapwing movie series. Um, so I think the original one, there was the original Monk of Wing. It's based off of a comic book, 1979. And let's see here. Oh, Jeez, I, can't even, I can't even find it. <laughs> so Monk of Wing, there's Monk of Wing, the original, the first one. And then there's Monk of Wing Returns. That's the second one. Uh, IMDb gave it like a 5.8 out of 10. Okay. This one, Mangkap Wang Ang Lihim ng Badanang Itim, got an 8.5 out of 10. On where? On IMDb. On IMDb. So this one got an 8.5 out of 10. Yes. <coughs> what? Crap, I just swallowed a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, audience. <laughs> uh, anyways. That would be on a blooper reel. <laughs> um... Anyways, yeah. I so mean, it makes me wonder. I wonder if it is is the barrier, the the um, language barrier, you know, because yes. it has no subtitles. But it, I'll there tell is... you this. I'll tell you this much. It just makes it more evident and supports the fact that you should. You, you need to go on with your Tagalog studies. I need to. I need to. I do plan on carrying it out so that I don't have to depend on subtitles and all. But until then, can someone <coughs> please explain to me what what's going on in that movie? Um, I will. I will say this just through just observing the interaction without knowing what exactly what they're talking about. As Filipinos, our our freakouts are very unique. And there is one thing that I learned just through observation there of the, the you know the daily interaction without actually knowing what they're saying, is that us Filipinos have a very unique freakout. What do you mean? Like <laughs> I'm I'm all confused. What do you mean? Like when it could be the fly that's making me confused, but well, it's just it's just that when. When we freak out, we tend to like talk really, really fast. Oh yeah, and very, very loud. Yeah, like and I'm yeah. like, whoa, what? <laughs> but it, it, that, that, the whole, 
the loudness and the talking very fast just reminds me of how my mom argues with with my dad. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like the and decibels the start. The decibels start going up. It starts getting fast, and depending on what kind of conversation it is, you're either laughing or shouting afterwards. <laughs> so. And as a bystander, it's the same. It was the same as it was when I was a kid. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so anyway, so... that was what I've, has been, All right. I've been doing. What cool. about you, Edwin? What did, have you been up to? What have I been up to? Or what have you... Have you discovered anything lately? Well, um... <laughs> okay, so first of all... I have been trying to since okay. Here's the thing. I've been trying to get off the should. Okay. Okay. So something that I should be doing anyway, right? So I'm not doing keto or anything like that or or whatever. It's just yeah. trying to get off the should, right? So on my in my endeavors of trying to get off the should, I love ice cream. Ice cream is the greatest. Ice cream mm. is possibly the best food out there. I would eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks. But as all we all as as we know, <clears throat> as we know, <laughs> okay. it's got a ton of sugar. Ah, uh, right? yeah, yeah. So I broke up the ice cream maker and made my own ice cream. And one of those ice creams I've been trying to perfect is Ubi ice cream. Ooh, purple yam ice cream. Right. So, so okay. So, did you try it? I did, and I messed up my first batch. Uh oh. Right. It's getting there, and you know anybody who knows how to make ice cream is that fat content matters, and that's what I think I screwed up, mm -hmm. and that and the, uh, the sugar okay. content because it wasn't meshing up with the consistency of it. Right. Okay. So, what am I using for a sweetener? Um. I'm sure everybody's trying to figure out well, what are you using for, for, for sugar substitute. I'm using monk fruit. Oh, that's interesting. Or I'm using monk fruit and I'm also using swerve. I'm sort of like testing both of them. Okay. See, it? they're sort of similar. I think monk fruit, um, the one that I have actually has this, I think it's got the same, like, it's got the same, like, sugar alcohol that's in it. Or, okay. you know, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's getting there, but it's not there yet. And I am determined to get Ubi ice cream off the ground. Are you, um, <laughs> are you using actual, actual Ubi or? It's, yeah, it's, it's, um, so I went over to Philippine village. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so I went over to the Philippine village because that's my local Philippine uh, market right now. Okay. And they're great. Um, and I found they have like frozen um, grated ubi. You know, mm. so okay. it's real ubi. It's not the, you know, it's not the extract. It's not the like flavoring. I'm actually using real ubi. Even that was kind of an experience because I had to get dry, right? So when you have when they when they freeze ubi, they put a little water in it. So there's water in the in the yam, so they can freeze it. So 
had okay. there was I had to like strain it out and put in like cheesecloth and whip it around, you know, and <laughs> you know, try to get <laughs> try to get all the water out of there. You know, okay. it made I mean I'm kinda like I should have gotten like a salad spinner or something like that. Probably do better. But it's almost there. I'm tr I'm gonna do another batch I think t today and see how that goes. Oh yeah, that's a perfect so. timing during sub zero temps in Minnesota. We're Minnesotans. I mean, we eat ice cream if it's like minus twenty degrees outside. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh no, no, no. But for me, if it's if it's too cold outside, I, I stay away from anything cold. When I was a, when I was a kid, we were like eating. We were making halo halo in the front yard because there was like like plentiful you know plentiful like ice shavings at slash snow. <laughs> in the front yard we didn't know better we were kids there was like you know like grab the you know grab the red beans and the freaking you know coconut there you go you know get the get the sweet and condensed milk out it was great it's a minnesota filipino tradition exactly <laughs> anyways this is what i've been doing i've also been um uh what else have I been doing? I've been doing that mostly. I've been doing a lot more like Filipino cooking and trying to get, you know, I want to do another recipe off of um, the Amboy. Amboy. Yeah. Uh, but okay. the thing is, is like if I'm trying to get off the sugar, right? Yeah. Guess what? Rice and everything that goes on top of rice is the Filipino cuisine. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yep. you know, as what our previous i think episode two title says um and it's been challenging trying to figure these things out we did an interview with a a person from belgium talking about her life as a filipino in belgium and what it means to be a Filipino and what it means to be an American, you know, in a foreign country that's not here nor in the Philippines. So let's take a listen to that and uh, hope you enjoy it. So we're here. I have my sister with us today. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Pam. How are you doing? Doing good. I just realized how similar we sound. <laughs> I don't, yeah, will people be able to tell us apart? <laughs> you're more you're more chipper. You're more chipper than I am. <laughs> so for the sake of this podcast, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, um, when you came to the U.S., and then where you're at right now. All right. Well, I have the pleasure to be your older sister, your ate. <laughs> and we, we, we do ate, we don't do manan. So ate, uh, your ate, uh, Pam. And so I was born in the Philippines. Um, and then I was two years old when uh, our family, when our parents immigrated to Minnesota. Poor things. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into. And, uh, and then, yeah, then grew up in Minnesota um, after that. So, and then right now, um, a bit of a misplaced tourist. So I've lived in Spain, Singapore, and now I've been living in Belgium for the last nine years. Always and always a Filipina American wherever I go. A little bit more American. I think the interesting thing, a little bit more Filipina the older I get. <laughs> What's it like being a Filipina living in Europe? 
you know what? It, I, I, I can respond more of what it's like to be an American in Europe than a Filipina on my own because there are Filipinos here in Belgium and Brussels. But um, I am reminded my experience and my personality is quite different from the Filipinos who are from the Philippines versus the Filipinos who have passed through America. Meaning you- I am, yeah, so meaning I am much more outspoken. <laughs> um, yeah. A little bit, um, I think uh, the, the common thing about Filipinos though, wherever we go, we're much more pleasant and charming. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so what, what brought you in, in Belgium? Uh, uh, work and also because I am married to a Spaniard, the um, interest was t- uh, for us to get closer to living, to, um, living closer to my husband's family. Um, when we got married, um, he came and lived in the U.S. for 11 years. Uh, and we had said we would live sometime in the US um, and then we would live sometime in Spain and then we would decide where we would want to live before we had kids but we ended up staying in the US for so long we had kids and it's like okay uh, at some point we were like okay what's the opportunity to get to Spain so still hoping to get to Spain but uh, <laughs> we, we we figured Belgium was close enough and I think luckily um, the, the, the I, I work for a multinational company and I think um, the company luckily has different um, locations. And so there happened to be a, a great compromise of Belgium. Um, and so that is why why I am here. So so did that bring you to, uh, was it Singapore? You were living in Singapore. Was that for work too? Yeah, that was for work too. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it was interesting because with my, my job, like I said, because my, my husband and I had always said we wanted to spend some time in uh in Spain sometime in in um in the US and so I told everyone I'm like I gotta get to Spain um or I need to get to Europe somehow. Um and then it was really strange the opportunity came they're like well maybe you can get to Spain or working in Europe by perhaps taking a detour professionally through Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and hence it worked because uh yeah so I was in Singapore for four years before um, I made it to uh, living in Belgium, and then when my assignment in Singapore finished, it was uh, luckily a question of um, do I return back to the U.S. or could I return return with air quotes uh, back to to Europe? And so that's how I ended up um, getting my getting the support of my company to help me get to to Europe. So wow! But okay. passing through, through Singapore was interesting though too, because that was you know closer to the Philippines, and so I think what was cool from living in Singapore, um, you know, so I, it, it was easy for me and the family to get to the Philippines more often. Um, but then there, I was also reminded too in Singapore, cause I was like, okay, yay. There's a lot of Filipinos in the office as well too. And I was like, okay, I can reconnect and, uh, get, get to know more about my Filipino, uh, colleagues and they were very quick to remind me i don't speak tagalog so well and i was just gonna <laughs> again, ask, I, work... <laughs> I was gonna ask that like are you do you speak fluent tagalog or any of the other dialects like the thousands of dialects in the philippines no so i think um so our family would speak tagalog and then our parents um uh or on my dad's side would speak ilocano and i think uh pam and i or at least i i understand tagalog 
I think Pam's learned more than me now that she's been taking the class. <laughs> I can only say a few words in Tagalog. Um, I think I think we're in the same boat though, uh, Ate. When uh, I can I can understand like if if I were to like watch a Filipino movie, I can get a sense of mm -hmm. what they're talking about, but I can't really speak it. Yeah, no, that's the same thing. So I I, I generally know what's going on. Uh, I generally can tell if someone's smack, talking smack, uh, but then I, I would have to respond back in English. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was called out because I think I was trying to chat with one of my Filipino colleagues and they're like, no, no, you can speak in English. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, right. are there Filipino community? You said that there are some Filipinos in in Belgium, is there like a community? Like, the, yeah, like here we have CSFA. Is there something similar there? I think so. Um, I'm a bit on the outskirts of it because I'm more in the American communities than I am with the the Filipino um, community. So I think the the embassy does um, more things here. And so keep in mind, so Belgium is probably the same size or if not smaller than Minnesota. So yeah, it's it's pretty easy for us to have a the the formal uh things like the um, the embassy to be helping with that cultural unity of of um the filipinos that are here um but since i'm also registered let's say as an american citizen so i don't get uh as many notifications i have more i have um a couple people that i know through social circles so i'll hear more from them uh mm -hmm. and you know so the funny thing is yeah so it's usually about um Music and, and choir and uh, karaoke nights. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke. Or food, or food. I think the, the other person I know is, uh, she's, she's in the community that does um, Filipino catering. And so that's a nice connection to have, too. <laughs> so are there a lot of, I mean, there's, are there like a significant amount of, I mean, significant population of Filipinos in Belgium? Oh, you know, I'd have to look it up. I don't know how many there are, but... Um, but I mean, I've, I've, I've run into more than, you know, so I ran into them. So it's not like, um, so th there are a number of them out there. Yeah. Okay. We're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so of, I did, oh, I... go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So I was just, <laughs> sorry. Um, um, so I did, um, do you identify more as an American than you do as a Filipina? You know what? Now I do. Mm -hmm. How do you come um, to that conclusion? I think it was interesting because, like I said, it was more of um, I think the feedback I get. Right. So um, particularly from my fellow Filipinos who will remind me I am much more American than I am Filipino as well. Um, and so and it is because I think um, I think we have to appreciate, I think you appreciate your culture when you're living outside of it more because you, you get a good sense of how people see your culture and how they, in the stereotypes they bring, you know, towards you. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. and so it was, you know, in Belgium, it's really interesting because even though I look Filipino um, and I think too, you have that also too here in Belgium or in the Netherlands. I mean, so there's a lot of immigration here too. So you will have, so I like in the Netherlands, I think you'll have a lot of Indonesian um, uh, immigrants as well, considering the, the, the history that Indonesia and the Netherlands have together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, you'll have 
so I think you know that uh, that that concept of minority or immigrants is you know you'll find that in every place um but then I think in the way that I speak my the values that I have um particularly I think as a woman too um I I, I tend to come across American <laughs> um but were you born but, you know, in the I, Philippines I was born in the Philippines but I moved when I was two two so, okay so you and I are yeah. like in the same boat because yeah. I was I moved here when I was like four or five years old yeah, and I think, and and I, I am assuming Edwin, it, it's similar to you. So, like the the culture at home was, I think, where our our parents tried to conserve as much of that Filipino culture. Oh yeah. But I think it was like the Filipino culture that they left, right? So it was like '70s Filipino culture. Um, you know, and I think that was my discovery of when I go when I was in Singapore and interacting with some of my fellow Filipinos. I'm like, they're they're pretty modern compared to what, you know. I was taught of was appropriate or, you know, this type of behavior. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, what do you, what you do know, you, so, what do you mean by that? Like what, what, give me an example of that. No, cause I think, and Pam, you can, you can speak up too, but the impression I got was I think um, the Filipino culture that um, we grew up with was like whatever um, that culture was in the Philippines when my parents left. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think at that point there was, a lot of conservatism, what, um, you know, uh, a, and a woman or a young girl um, had to be, you know, properly introduced, had to be groomed, uh, you know, for, for being appropriate, uh, appropriately introduced to society. We're talking um, about like a, like a debutante ball kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I don't know how much a debutant's ball is is in the Philippines, but yeah, that but that that it's, whole element of <laughs> I think it's still a um, thing because my cousins and my in the either they have one right when they like turn eighteen, but I know some cousins who didn't have one because either they their family couldn't afford it, yeah, or you know, and then it's like. I know that like it's it's still a big deal because they talk about not having one, oh. and so just in my mind, I think that as much as even here in Minnesota, I went to a Deputy Don's Ball here in Minnesota when I was a kid. You know, when I was during a, was it the Phil Phil Minnesotan Youth Organization? One of the people <laughs> like became went to college and had a debutante's Ball. I was like, what the heck is this? You Did know. you escort Edwin? Yeah, because I, I was a debutante too. Well, I yeah, it was like it was like you brought like a date almost. Well, and... I think what I remembered was because we didn't have enough men to go or young men to go around, so I think we had many uh, of you, Edwin, that would escort <laughs> multiple times. So yeah. it, it wasn't that you only had one date; you had probably an annual date. Yeah, with... I mean, yeah, it was just like it was just weird to me, like. It was like prom, but not prom. Oh, uh, and <laughs> Evan, that was the exact that was the exact reason why I didn't do mine. Because <laughs> if I understand correctly, our parents wanted me to take part of the de the debutante. I was like, nope, <laughs> I do not want that type of attention on me. I was very reserved. Yes, I was very reserved when I was yeah. a kid, and I still am now. But I just didn't want that whole prom feel. 
and have the attention all on me. And I'm like, ah, it- well, cause it's worse than prom because it's not like everyone was, you know, coming to a dance. It was intentionally here are eight couples that we are all going to look at yeah. this whole evening. Right. So, um, but the dresses were nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, sure. it looked, I mean, it's just, it was just a weird thing. It was very different, you know, but, that's when i found out that it's actually a thing in the philippines mm-hmm. like they i think i remember seeing a a movie that had one in it and and i was just like oh my gosh like this has got to be the most like uncomfortable thing for anybody to go through i mean it's like i mean you know because we go through it when we're in our culture like especially religious ones you know, yep. like, mm-hmm. yep. like first communion and confirmation, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But it, well, it's but not as if... formal as like a debutante ball. But I wonder if it's unusual for us, though, because it's it's so strikingly different from the Americans don't have this mindset or this appreciation yeah. for the debutante ball. And I think to the point of. It probably does make sense in, in, in the Filipino culture. And I, I, again, I don't, I can't speak to modern day Philippines, but you know, it, it's this element of being introduced to society. Yeah. Right. And the fact that your family is important enough to be introduced. Right. So it's yeah. <laughs> there's some element of, and, you know, and I think that is attractive um, and interesting. Whereas, you know, that's not really something of an American culture. I mean, I, I remember when I was a debutante, I'm like, do I, in, do I invite my friends? Will they find this interesting? Or how am I going to explain this? Or, okay, I have to probably um, select which friends I, I bring to this so that uh, that they do. And, and quite frankly, it's a, it's a lovely, it is a lovely event. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Um, you know, and, and again, everyone that is there is is genuinely happy for what it stands yeah. for and the, they're celebrating. I mean, it's a bit, to your point, Pam, I mean, it's a bit center of attention, but I mean, it's, you do feel special eventually. (laughs) (laughs) After the dance is done and you're saying, okay, good. I didn't fall. I didn't make a, I didn't make a fool of myself. And it's like, whew. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, but it it was a fun night though. I don't know, Edwin, how how you found, but I, I I found, I did find them. It was, it was, it was fun. Like it was, it was because, you know, it was one of those like experiences where, where I met a lot of like, cause this, this was like mostly like, like, um, like the youth organization for Phil Men. And a lot yeah. of people who came out from Phil Men and the youth organization to, to this, like, you know, to this party, you know? Yeah. And so it was one of those like, experiences where where you know i was just like you know like well i've been to a formal before you know (laughs) you know like you know how hard could this be and but it was just it it sort of slightly went to left field when you know when it yeah the attention started happening and Mm -hmm. so it wasn't it was fun but it was you know, the experience was a little awkward, <laughs> you know, it's a moment of, yeah. cu- it, it, it's absolutely a moment of culture shock. It yeah. is a, it, when you're there, you're like, okay, <laughs> I am 
somewhere in between the world of the Philippine, the Filipino culture and the Minnesotan American culture. Yeah. And how am I feeling about it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, um, what advice would you give to today's youth as someone who had, who was both Filipino and American as they're going through this struggle of, you know, who am I? I mean, what is being a Filipino American to you? Oh, big question. Um, you know what, what I discovered later, um, because I think, because there's one, when you're younger too, there's just so much of how do I fit in, right? right. And then so much of um, where we're spending our time is much more with our, our American um, friends, right? Um, I think to your point, Edwin, yeah, I think we had the, you know, we, we have, I think thanks to these societies, there was a, a chance to connect with our, our cultures, but um, there was so much of um, just trying to fit in. And I think growing up, really, I wished I was blonde and blue eyed and, um, you know, was a, a cheerleader and, and that I didn't have to explain why I had to go home at 10 o'clock at night or, uh, you know, why, why, why um, I had so many church uh, things that I had to go to, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, but um, as I was growing up, it was interesting when I when I went to Spain, and when I met my husband, just the fascination of that the Spaniards had about learning about the Filipino part of me. And I'm like, gosh, you know, all these people are so interested about that side of me. And, you know, and then I realized I don't know enough about that heritage of mine. Um, I mean, I knew it, I had, you know, visited, but I mean, to really know, deeply about our culture to your point to, to, to have learned it um you know and it was almost that realization of I hadn't even thought about being interested in it right for for such a long time and then I think now as I'm older and particularly now because I'm also a, a mom right and mm -hmm. it's what do I what do I pass on to my to my kids right um and you know and there's just a part of me that's just wished um I learned that or appreciated that sooner because um, it was such a, I think every time we did something, you know, closer to the Filipino heritage, it was a bit, Oh, I'm, I'm different. And, you know, um, uh, but then I, I think, how do I embrace, Hey, you know, that difference is pretty cool. And that, um, you know, a lot of my friends around me may not have these cool things that they can experience and, and, and not to worry of, will they like it or not? Cause it, it is pretty cool at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. if you, if I were to really to have let myself go and, and lean into how cool some of, some things of our culture were, are, and are. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, sh I think I share that same sentiment, uh, Ate, because it's only now that I, I've always wanted to delve to really learn our, the Filipino culture. Looking back now, I wish that I had taken that chance. Maybe I would have gone past the embarrassment of being a debutante but actually had a connection with the Filipino community. I, I just I just find it, you know, interesting that that is a part of me. Absolutely. I mean, I think now too older because the debutante um, experience was it was confronting and awkward um, at, you know, in moments. And now I look back and it's like, you know, the reflection I have is why was it awkward or what what was really difficult for me right and in trying to figure out you know what I, I couldn't reconcile you know of that experience right and 
to your point, Edmund, yeah, I had a beautiful dress and I looked night nice that night, but <laughs> you know, there there were certain things that um you know, I look back and um um I mean I, I will say, Pam, I'm jealous because I mean there were moments I'm like, yeah, I don't wanna I'm not sure if I wanna do this as well. And I still keep wondering how you keep getting away with things and I I seem to be able to the youngest, more compliant of all Something, these Something's coming out. <laughs> because I, know, I was the youngest, I think. <laughs> but, you know, looking back, it's not like I regret it, though. I mean, it's like I enjoyed it. But, I mean, I, I, I think back and I'm like, yeah, there were some parts that were just uncomfortable or uh, and confronting. And it's like, you know, what what's there, you know, and... Uh, um, and, you know, and so if I offer like, so for one reflection, because I think there's some element of this, um, you know, just that, you know, the attention and why, why would you get an attention, right? You know, the fact that you had to be introduced into society, right? And so that element was, I think, confronting versus, I think, like in America, American culture, it's, hey, you don't need to be introduced, you can just kind of be who you are, you can kind of be laid back about things, you know, so that, that, that formality or the need for formality in some parts of the Filipino culture. I think that that piece was, is one thing if I were to think back of different and, and still struggling about that. Right. And then I think the other thing about, you know, there are differences. I think there, there's a strong, ex, there are expectations of roles, right. You know, there, I felt like in the Filipino culture, there, there, there seems to be much more, I should be, than whatever you know the the cultural rule might be whereas i think in it feels like when i uh, or when i fall back comfortably into the american bits of me it's like i can be whatever i want yeah <laughs> you know that forgiveness of <laughs> who doesn't who does you know? what parent didn't want their kids to be a nurse or a doctor or, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> that's another topic yeah you know what i will say it is hilarious yeah that the the other thing is yeah for sure the the pressure to achieve yeah is maybe not unique to the filipinos i think it might be a general asian thing if i if you look at other asian comedians yeah i'm sure um but yeah nothing short of being a doctor um or a lawyer yeah or perhaps a priest oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that one too. <laughs> so, so, so here's some here's some few f- fun questions. Uh, what's your favorite Filipino dish? Oh, adobo. Adobo manok. Pork. Come on, oh, Filipinos pork. love Filipinos love their pig. <laughs> okay, fair enough. How about your least favorite? My least favorite. Mm. Oh, let me think. I'm not a fan of um, what is it the, and I don't know what it's called because maybe I've blocked it out of my head. But like the there's the bitter gourd. Um, <laughs> oh, the bitter melon. Bitter melon. Yeah. Uh, whatever has that in it, I'm not. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the texture is and. Uh, oh, I think I'm eating medicine every time I, like chewing on a Tylenol <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what about yeah. what about a Filipino show? 
Oh. Do you know of any? No, I don't think I know too many. What I will say, though, I love the things that go viral from whatever is the equivalent of like Filipinos got talent or whatever. Cause I will say again, let's oh. claim it. <laughs> our, our national sport is singing <laughs> and performing here, here. arts. Yep. Performing arts is our, <laughs> it's our soccer. The you know, a lot of the world has soccer or football. We have performing arts. We are awesome singers. We're awesome dancers. And, um, and you can tell, cause then, Anytime there's like some little kid that is singing amazingly and that goes viral, I'm like, yeah, that's a Filipino kid. <laughs> yeah. When you get, we can get an entire, when you can get an entire prison to dance and go viral. Oh yeah. The prison. The prison <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's what something. About, what about, do you have a particular Filipino entertainer? Oh, do I have a, uh, so growing up, um, so I, I grew up with Sharon Cunetta. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, who came after? So I knew like, so our, our Lolo used to have a whole bunch of, he used to work for a Filipino magazine. And so I, I would see all the gossip around like the, the, the Filipino yeah. actors, but I couldn't say that I knew how well they acted or their movies. So I know a number of names, but I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say that they're uh, that I'm a fan. So I'm I'm a bit out of touch on that one for sure. It's a bit yeah. If that doesn't say how old I am, Sharon Cuneta, Edu Manzano, Jaja oh Padilla. Whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> No, I grew up with those two. I grew up with those two. You know, again, you know, I told Pam, you know, in, in an earlier episode where, where it was very, it was not uncommon to see a Viva video, uh, <laughs> a videotape of a Sharon Canina um, movie or a yeah. minus one tape of oh, Sharon Canina. Minus Ka one. Yeah. <laughs> Minus one taste of Sharon Cunetta songs. <laughs> so Sharon Cunetta is still acting, isn't she? She's I don't know. Or... I mean, the last time I heard of Sharon Cunetta was like she was like living in Boston somewhere. Is she? Yeah. So. <laughs> and then of course you have Leia sure. Salonga, who has gone. Oh yeah. International. Yay, well. Leia oh yeah, she's still she's still singing. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, you know what? If I were to say yeah, so if there's a Filipino artist. Now, <laughs> it would be Leia Salonga. Do you remember when, like, Miss Saigon, like, hit Broadway and all the Filipinos, like, went nuts? Oh, yeah. Because Leia Salonga, like, had the, like, the starring role. <laughs> well, Miss Saigon to the Filipinos was like what Black Panther was to yes. African Americans. Yes. <laughs> that, the first that's time we represented and... Uh... and everybody found out very that valid. she was in, like in Les Miserables and like Americans were sort of like what's you know like what is that and, like every Filipino knew what Les Miserables was before any American <laughs> did because because <laughs> Leah Salonga had another starring role in you know exactly. in Les Miserables I really <laughs> like I really like Leah Salonga as the singing voice of two Disney characters that's what I was gonna that's say right. she <laughs> was the singing voice of Jasmine and Mulan yep and I'm pretty sure she probably, yeah. It's like it's like the so, go-to Asian if you're gonna do an Asian. 
like movie, like anim, animated movie. <laughs> well, speaking well, speaking of animated movies, Ate, have you uh, seen the trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon? I have. Is that so? Okay, I'm, I'm bad though. Is that based in the on um, something in the Philippines um, or? It's Southeast Asia, okay, the general the area. So, and which leads to my next question: uh, What would you like to see more of to represent the Filipino culture more? I think it would be um, our our resilience. Um, you know, because I think, uh, and, and and quite frankly, too, because I think there there is a good natured humor humoristic part of Asia because I think you know when people think of Asia they'll think of China and China's quite a, a mm. you know China or Japan and those are quite serious you know uh, compared to the Filipino yeah. Heavily, heavily right? industrial like right yeah first yeah. world type things yeah but um I mean if you think about it I mean the Philippines I mean it's 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 uh it's 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 not the easiest place to live. It's, you know, it's, it's hot, it's humid, it has a lot of bugs. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, there's poverty, dirtiness. Um, but gosh, we, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just like still good humored people, right? Yeah. And we're still smiling, mm -hmm. we're still singing. Um, we're still having fun. I mean, I think in general, you know, we, we still have fun. Um, and I think what I'd like to see is that, you know, I think people also see the the range of our of our diversity, right? It's not when I you know when you go to the Philippines, uh, okay, you always think of um, again. There, I think they, I think it no longer exists, but you know there was so much, there were so many stories growing up about you know Smoky Mountain and the poverty and people living in um, you know in garbage, and it's like there's so <laughs> much to the Filipino culture, and you know let let's not only talk about. <laughs> That's a, yeah. that was in my neck of the woods, by the way, where I where my family was yeah. from. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, and and I mean that's part of it too. I mean that that is part of our culture, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, but there's to your point. I mean, there's professionals. There are, there is a um, there's a wide range of industries and and um, uh, and and types of people, and you know we don't. Um, I think in general, though, too, I will say anything that comes out of Southeast Asia, it's like, okay, take us out of the jungle. And <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> I mean, it's a, we, we do have modern world too around us too. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it was amazing to me like several years ago. And I don't know if this is true these days, but like the top 10 resort beaches in the world, like, like seven of them came out of the Philippines. Mm. And mm. that's when it's like, People started talking about the Philippines as like, oh, I want to go there versus I don't want to go there because of poverty and, you know, like I might get kidnapped yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's they sort of like see this other side now of the Philippines yeah. that's like that looks desirable. Right. Which to yeah, me, absolutely. it's like that's a good thing but when you start looking at you know forgetting like what the philippines you know, the struggles of the philippines as it were right yeah. you know you can't forget about that and i remember every time i went back to the philippines when i was a kid and i don't know if this is true with you michelle but um i saw i see both of the worlds 
mm-hmm. in the in the Philippines, right? Because you're on vacation, you're gonna go to a beach, right? But at the same time, you're doing what the locals are doing. Yeah. You know, and in your you know you're shopping where they're shopping, like the the wet markets and stuff like that, and see exactly how they're living. And it's it's one of those things where every time I tell someone if they're in the Philippines, you know, get out of the resorts if you really want to see the Philippines. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you: you're living in Belgium, you lived you lived in Singapore, right? What is like, um, like how different is it from living there than you know as a Filipina? Versus living here in the United States, like what's the, like what are your challenges over there in in, you know either in Belgium or in Singapore or, you lived in Spain for a little bit. No, well I I, I passed through Spain really. But passed through so Spain. Was, yeah, when I was in, yeah when I was in a student, you know I think it it depends because I think it really depends on that host culture, how they perceive the Philippines, right? Mm. Um, and so um, so in in Spain I think because there's a yeah, there's the history of uh, their colonization of, of of the Philippines. So yeah. I think there's a bit of, it's probably how the English feel about Americans, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's some sort of connection. And so, I mean, I think there was always a novelty of, um, you know, the similarities of, of our cultures, right? Um, our food, our, our language. Um, and so I think there was always a curiosity and an appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Singapore was a bit of an interesting uh, thing because of, again, back to, you know, where, uh, you know, how the Filipinos might have been perceived. So there was a number of or overseas uh, workers that were um, where you had Filipina maids and yep. um, um, and workers. You know, it was an interesting thing of in Singapore, I actually had to dress up. Um, you know, on my days off on a Saturday or something so that I wouldn't be mistaken for being a, a Singapore maid or, uh, you know, that the kids that I'm oh, really? with are my kids, not, I'm not their, uh, I'm not their maid taking care of them. Right. Um, and it was really interesting of, cause at first I'm like, okay, on the weekend, I'm just going to be casual, you know, and they're just a couple of times they're like, oh, um, you know, the kids, you're, you're not watching them. I'm like, they're my kids and they're fine. <laughs> 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 but then, um, you know, but that was interesting of, I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess I got to dress up and look, uh, oh, uh, like I would dress the part of being the mother of my kids. Right. So it was just, you it was know, like was an image. An it was an image thing, like a societal image thing. Yeah, it was, and, and and like I said too, I mean in the Singapore, and, and again in Singapore, you do have uh, again the the Filipino professionals too. So I mean, it's you have the range, but um, you know, but just just that 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 was one piece that I was just really surprised I had to pay attention to, right? Just the my appearances, and again, that also might be a little bit of um, the the type of things that um, people pay attention to in Singapore. And then I think in Belgium. Um, uh, uh, like I said, I think uh, I introduced myself as uh, Filipino American, and then um, I work for an American multinational, mm-hmm. and and it seems to be the Filipino part is interesting. So it's obviously very visible in my physical features, 
Um, and there's always an invitation to talk about it, but, um, but I think it was always just, there, there's so much diversity in Belgium, you know, so it's either, it was more a question of I'm, I'm not Belgium versus really getting specific or precise around the American or the Filipino in me. Right. So it was just more of, <laughs> you're just not Belgium. <laughs> uh, are you, so, are, how's the language barrier, especially like in you know, in Belgium, are they, do they speak like English or did you have to actually learn Belgian or German or? So sort of I speak French extremely badly. <laughs> 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 so, so yeah, I mean, I, I so in Belgium, the, the official languages are French and Dutch. Oh, okay. Um, and I think, uh, you know, and, and, and I will say, you know, one myth that I will dispel. So when you're younger, it is a lot easier to learn languages. So my kids speak uh, French, they learned Dutch in school, they speak Spanish because of their dad, and then they speak English because of me. Um, and they've got all of those languages down. Wow. But I will tell you, <laughs> as an adult learning French, it is, it is hard. <laughs> I just don't have that same learning agility. And, um, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, and I think, but I, I will say, I think in general, I think the world is much more globalized than when we were growing up, Edwin, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I keep, I still keep thinking, you know, assimilation and fitting in was so much of, um, you know, what we were, uh, you know, was so much of what we we're growing up with. Um, there wasn't too much knowledge, you know, of other cultures, and you know, we were there was no difference between us and a Chinese person or a Vietnamese person, right? Yeah. It's like growing um, up in school, there weren't that many. I don't know. You get you went to Minnetonka, <laughs> is that right? Wayzata. We oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I went to Hopkins, and yeah, we were. I was one of maybe a handful of Asians, and I was the I only. To, I was yeah. the only Filipino for the longest I think time. We were. I think we were three, and we were all friends. <laughs> we were three. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's the same with my high school too. I went to a private Catholic school. Mm. And it's the same thing. I, there are probably like one or two Filipino American kids, me included. <laughs> so the international club was pretty thin in terms of international students. <laughs> well, I wonder if you know we we had a different experience because I think there were more of the the Phil, the Philmins that were much more on the Saint Paul side. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. I think for it, what we were like you said, one or two or three at most in our school, right? Yep. Um, and so, I mean, I think just diversity was so limited back then. And then now I think because of internet or whatever, I yes. think now people know about everything. And, and I think to some degree, English has well extended. So I think English is generally, to some degree, people will, will struggle enough to be able to communicate. Unfortunately, as Americans, we, we haven't learned too many languages other than English, mm -mm. but... I would say the rest of the world, I think, has picked up a couple languages. And so um, what I found is if I didn't speak, if I, if the person did, if I couldn't speak French or Dutch well enough, that, you know, I could fall back to Spanish, which also seemed to be um, pretty common or more common here, too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I had to do the work of, um, I mean, it's always that work of reintegration, right? But, yeah. Uh, 
So, but it was, it made me laugh because my parents, uh, our parents, no, Pam, they always, they, they didn't teach us Tagalog because they wanted to make sure that we didn't get discriminated against so we could speak English without an accent, right? But my mm -hmm. discovery of living in Belgium, it's like, who cares about accents? I just need to get through one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's interesting. Your parents made sure that you were speaking English. Do they speak any Tagalog in only at home. Only at home, but in the and with other Filipinos, they and would. that's it. Interesting, because yeah. my, I mean, my parents made like made sure you know like like this is where you came from and you know and this is you know that sort of thing and they they were actually quite bummed that I stopped speaking Visayan. Uh, you know, Visayan was oh. my was my home language, okay. <laughs> and because oh, yeah. I'm from the south. Yes, I'm a Southie. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the yeah. So when I, because I, I, I like you, I came here when I was with like Pam. I came here when I was like, like, like young, right? Actually, shell. Yeah. yeah. And you lose the language, right? Yeah. If you don't speak it, especially when you're yeah. young. And yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. So when I stopped speaking Visayan, it was like. It was almost like a bummer because, yeah. you know, and they've always sort of like, like, you know, like made sure I know where my, you know, where my roots are kind of thing. And that's why the CSFA became a big deal. That's why the film in became a big deal and, and all of that. Like, and... So, so I, and to clarify too, I think our, our parents also did make sure we knew our roots too. Right. So. But it was just the language, though, was was the key thing, right? And it was just the, more of how they saw around. Um, I think their biggest thing of coming to the U.S. was really around opportunities, right? Yes. And making sure nothing got in the way of whatever opportunities we could have. Um, our parents, our parents, really centered around education. They really, I don't know, but you out there, but they really pushed me to strive academically so that I could. Uh, land myself a good job yeah i think uh, i think that was i i think we can all conclude that that's a pretty common <laughs> little, <laughs> you know aspect <laughs> yeah. but then um but then but i but you know so it was um so the language was the one thing that i think they they forgave but everything else you know so from a language perspective the the respect uh you know, our, our, we had extended family at home, uh, you know, Manupo with yep. Lolo and Lola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the food we ate, the, the, the amount of praying that we did <laughs> <laughs> and the importance and the importance of religion yep. in, in our, in, in our home. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. all those things were still pretty intact. <laughs> I think, I think for me, I don't know about you, Ate, but for me, the moment when I realized that I was different from all my other American friends was when I invited my friends over. And there were just things in the household that just struck them as a bit unusual. You know, some stuff that they wouldn't find in other households, like the wooden spoon and fork. They didn't understand, understand why that was a thing. They also didn't understand why there were altars in each room. 
They didn't understand <laughs> that either. And there were just certain things that they were like, why? What's what's up with that? And then I was like, you don't have that either. And that was kind of like a whole, oh, yeah, I'm not, there's, yeah, that's a part of me that was different than <laughs> other kids there. Yeah, what is it? I'm walking into my friends' uh, homes and realizing, hey, they don't have the picture of Jesus whose eyes would follow you wherever you go. <laughs> and <everything. laughs> no, so, um, yeah, yeah. I will say, though, I think the, the oh, come on, though. Pam, the, the the spoon and fork though that is that is something to be proud of <laughs> i didn't say that i was ashamed i just noticed that it was something different like Absolutely. i didn't think like i didn't think it was really a filipino thing until when outsiders saw them like hey that looks interesting and i was like oh yeah <laughs> I, think for, I think what it was is really more whenever our friends came over just how many people we had in our home <laughs> it's like Okay, look, let me introduce you to grandma, you know, all my grandmothers, my grandfather, a couple aunts, a couple uncles. And <laughs> there's, was, I don't, was there always food at your table? Like there's always ah, something absolutely. on the table? Like just in case. Not only on the table, but anyone who came into our house had to eat too. Yeah. So I mean, there was no, there was no coming in and just looking at it. It is, oh. <laughs> they're, they're like they're gonna grab a plate and they're just gonna start eating and then they're gonna have a conversation and and visit yeah. and yeah that's such a filipino thing like i i don't remember it was very rarely that the weekends didn't consist of some relative coming over like whether Absolutely. it was your uncle or your oh, yeah. aunt or your you know and I mean, there was just always people in our home, right? So it was just, uh, I mean, it's community. It's its great, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you'd go over to your friend's home and it's like, okay, and it just might be me and my friend, right? <laughs> like, where, where are your people? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, um, <laughs> actually, so one cultural fun story um graduation because uh, we had it was a special occasion and my parents um ordered lechon oh. full full pig with the head right <laughs> yep that was a culturally uh confronting moment for some of my friends <laughs> my yeah it was the food like yeah in graduation right the open house or the graduation party or whatever they yes. want to call it that sort of thing it was my dad decided to make dinuguan oh. for my for my graduation, right? Wow! And one of my yep. friends went in the kitchen. We had a small house and went to the kitchen. They passed the kitchen and go outside. And one of my friends was like, "What is that? That smells good." And I was just like, "You want to try it?" It's like, "Yeah, what is it?" It's like it's 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 a it's a Filipino dish. You know, it's it's a just try it, right? And he started eating it. Like he got the, you know, told him to get the rice, get the you know, and then mix it all up a little the bit. And eat it. Yeah. And he loved it. And then I, I told him, I was like, yeah, that's, that's pork blood. And he's like, it's good. <laughs> he just started, he kept eating it. <laughs> and then he went after the, he went after the Biko. And I swear he oh. ate like the entire pan. 
because he just loved it. It was the first yeah, time. Pico is good. Yeah, mm. and he just, it's the first time he actually had like authentic Filipino dishes. Mm. And like, I remember like my mom like here, tell him to have this other you know get some to go home and some you know the the was it the baton or whatever the. <laughs> Pasai lobong, or, yeah, that sort right. of thing. Take, take some home. Yeah, take, take some, some home. home with you. Yeah, share, share it with your family. Yeah, it was <laughs> this, the, it was the culture shock of my friends, you know, because my parents made them like take food home, like even my friends, and because there was so much food, and I remember someone told me someone someone spilled it to the other parties that was going around. So yeah. all of a sudden, here's these people that I didn't even think of, I didn't even invite. And they were just coming over because there was like this <laughs> big, like, smattering of food at Edwin's house, you know? And my mom was like, oh, your friends are here. I'm like, why are they here? <laughs> <laughs> and they ate the Filipino food and they loved it. And it was just, that was probably the most culture shock I've seen my friends. Excellent. Definitely. <laughs> no, but I was. I think our our food is generally pretty good, and it, it it's usually if you don't ask what's in it, you know, it's 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 good food. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, how fun! Baon. I haven't heard. I haven't thought of baon for a long time, Edwin. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's such. It's a very yeah. That's like one of the most Filipino things I've I know of is you know like. You can't leave without taking food home. And <laughs> are there Filipino restaurants in Belgium? There are. Um, so there is um, one Filipino restaurant that uh, we found, and then um, there's one that there's another one that is offers Filipino um, takeaway for lunches, but by night it's a pizzeria. <laughs> and it happens to be the it, the, the the husband is uh, Italian and then the um, wife is Filipino. Oh, <laughs> so they I, just I get it. <laughs> they, but uh, yeah, it, it it doesn't make sense to call it a Filipino Italian uh, place. <laughs> I, I want to see the first Filipino pizza, authentic Filipino pizza. <laughs> It'll have the banana ketchup. Yes, <laughs> banana ketchup. Yes. <laughs> And spam. It's, oh yes. Oh, I can't wait spam for that. Spam instead of pepperoni. I want to. I want to see that fusion happen. Excellent. Um, and then there's a couple. Yeah, then there's a couple of catering places too. But um, but yeah, my, there... my joy, my joy of whenever I found a, find a Filipino place because because partly too is I, I don't know Edwin if you learned how to uh, cook Filipino food. So it's like I think um, Pam and I have the benefit of having. Um, you know, our Lolo cook Filipino food, but then when Lolo uh, died, it's like, okay, I, I'm missing that, yeah. you know, that authentic Lolo <laughs> flavor of food. And, um, you know, and, and when I cook it, it just doesn't, doesn't taste it the same. just a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I get yeah. you. It's, it's, it's actually, that's, that's, I hear that a lot is because, you know, like my parents moved you know when i got married literally five days after i got married they were on a plane to go back to the philippines because um. i was the last one right and that was their dream is to <laughs> yeah there was that was their dream to retire into the philippines and yeah. i couldn't get that food anymore 
and I couldn't get like the only time I actually got that food was during like family parties, you know, yeah. because you know we still had relatives here. So my wife actually made it a point to learn how to cook Filipino food rather than me. And she started asking my relatives how to cook Biko, how to cook, you know, like Lumpia and all these other ones, right? And I was like, that's weird. I should be doing that. So I started making, (laughs) so I started, I started like figuring out how to make these things. And it was like my brother and I would be like telling each other, hey, I figured out how to make beefsteak, you know? And, you know, and, you know, remember dad's dish, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I just, you know, like I figured it out, <laughs> you know, it's like that. And it's exactly because you miss that home, you know, like that's that home, Filipino soul food type of... thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Pam, how do you how do you get your fix? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same. It's a similar uh, situation as Edwin's actually it was actually Jeff that pushed into cooking more Filipino dishes and actually he was the one that initiated it oh. so now we're incorporate. he is a fan of pancit oh yeah <laughs> and he loved uh, we still cook my favorite dish kare kare every so often um, we also cook adobo chicken we use chicken because jeff is sensitive to pork um and then we make it our goal every time to go to a filipino gathering whether it's filipino day or festival Mm. of nations go you know show our support and also eat their food because nothing beats a (laughs) filipino a dish made from a filipino (laughs) and what do you look for pam what do you look for is there a particular go-to dish you look for in these palabok? Oh, oh I agree. wow. Palabok. <laughs> I do I do sometimes go for dinuguan. That it's okay. I know that's Edwin's favorite dish. That's I cuz I don't know how to make it and I'm sort of scared to make it. Absolutely. And, yeah. That's right. You know I mean? That's right. I love I love eating dinuguan. I don't I I wouldn't cook it. I would yeah. know. I I would just be afraid of I mean, it's just just a a daunting task. Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid that I might like poison myself or something. You know, (laughs) it's like it's like my blowfish of you know, it's my blowfish dish. You know, like you wouldn't cook blowfish by yourself. You're gonna you're gonna die. It's, I feel that the same way as as Dino Goan, where it's like if I mess this up, I'm gonna end up in the hospital. You know, (laughs) yeah. So (laughs) so I'm like, I'm just gonna let the professionals cook this. You know. Yes. Yes. There are just some things that I won't. I won't. I'll. I'll. I will buy and just not cook. Uh, another thing is the mocha cake and the sanserval. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Mm. Our family friend Menely, she she bakes the best. Absolutely, we should do a plug for uh, Tita Menely, but uh, but it was funny when I went to the to the U.S. Pam knows this too. The, the first thing that my husband and I thought about, okay, we got to order Sansreval from Tita Menely while we're here. Oh. <laughs> it is a thing we cross oceans for. <laughs> there's there's plenty of, yeah. Oh, actually, that's the first thing that we buy when we go to Philippine Day. Because that's the Sanserval. first thing that's, that sells mm. out. 
the Sanserval and the mocha cake of Menali. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just because I think we're like at 60 minutes already. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Is there any other questions you have, Pam? Or? Are, are there any closing statements? Yeah, any closing statements that you wanted to make to our to our uh, like we're. Um, in, I will say, I mean, thanks guys for because quite frankly, even just having the conversation is fun. <laughs> it is, <laughs> you know, getting to think about it. Um, you know what I, I loved about your first your your first couple podcasts too, because it's like um, I think I told Pam, it's like I I, I could never tell if it, you know was it just something that was unique to our family or you know it's really fun to hear Edwin when when you say you have that same experience. I'm like oh, okay, that is that is actually something that's shared and and that discovery mm -hmm. of of that that sharing within our community. So so that's fun. And then yeah, I think every time we I mean this conversation has just taken me into some great memories too <laughs> so I, I i thank you for the opportunity and, and quite frankly i just I thank you this was this was fun <laughs> thank you for joining us on a lovely sunday morning yes <laughs> well morning I, or afternoon there <laughs> and i wish you will really with the podcast because i think if again if anything people can better understand um us as a people i think the intersection of culture and and actually, regardless of it, if it's Filipino American or any other combination of American, I mean, I think there's there's something to be said of just trying to find out who we are and the fact that we have that privilege of being able to choose the best of of the worlds that we get to be part of. So, um, mm -hmm. so I think it's really interesting, cool work that you guys do with the podcast. And um, well, thank and you. Keep it up. It's <laughs> fun. Yes, thank you, Ate. So that was an interview with my dear Ate. And I, I just want to just say thank you again for uh, coming on this show and uh, sharing her experiences as a, as a Filipino uh, American living in Belgium. It was very, she brought up a ton of good points. In, yeah. I, I think, um, I think. I think what I would like to cover now is that um, she identifies more as American, which is fine. Um, but I want to take the, an, an opportunity to step back and think what makes us Filipino and what makes us American. And there's no right or wrong answers. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, that yeah, one of the things that caught me was actually that even though she was born in the Philippines, right, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she still considered herself as American rather than Filipino. But your sister, you know, your sister like traveled like everywhere: Singapore, <laughs> yeah. Spain. Her husband's from Spain. Yes, you know Belgium, which means that. Since she's in Belgium, she went to Germany and all the other Euro, probably, you know. Probably, yeah. Because it's, it's there. I mean, Belgium is smaller than the Minnesota. So, it's... So... To me, to me, it's like... To me, it's like... I think it's like the familiarity and the culture of where you came from and what you're most, like, not used to, but grew 
like grew up with in in mm-hmm. terms of like what you're more what more you identify with you know right. like especially i think when you say to be like you know what does it mean to be filipinos or would you identify which you know how do you you know how do you identify yourself what what box do you tick on you know <laughs> on that one form when you have when you're look you know when you're doing a job application oh yeah <laughs> you know that that little fun one you know what do you identify with and it's it's one of those to me i actually consider myself more filipino than i am you know to be filipino more than american because it's it's i grew up with it i still remember okay. it and it completely influences me in terms of like you know like um how i see myself from my other friends which doesn't mean that american influence has not influenced me which it has i think it actually influenced me more than i am Mm -hmm. as a filipino because i'm around it you know if i'm not at home at my parents place when i was a kid you know i was in you know i was in that culture in school Mm -hmm. that was in that culture but when i'm at home i was you know i was in the philippines pretty much because I ate Filipino foods, I ate, Fil- you know, like, yep. Bisaya was, like, spoken, you know, mm-hmm. in my household. And the rules when I of what I grew up in really reflected, you know, what you would be doing in the Philippines. Like, you know, go to school, go to church, go to CCD, go to, <laughs> you know, go to... You know, you have, you know, you have Pamana, you know, on Tuesdays or whatever, you know, and you had, we did all the early morning church stuff in, you know, in St. Paul, you know, and then after that we eat Filipino foods, you know, it's that. And I think it was more of a, for me, it was more, it was, it was not as, it wasn't really that hard in terms of like. I wasn't like it was always in front of me because uh-huh. my aunts and my uncles, you know, were coming from the Philippines. Even my uncles, there was like a group of people who came when I was a kid from the Philippines to settle down here while I was a kid. Uh-huh. And my aunt was running, you know, was you know, was, you know, in the CSFA at the time so guess what you know I got, you know like what we said with uh, with lauren you know i was getting dragged around you know from one place to another you know with a csfa and then my piano teacher was filipina too right you know and she was with the film in so i was like playing filipino songs and stuff like that for like small little concerts for you know in mostly filipino homes so it's like that kind of thing, you know, we try to, you know, the I was influenced by because I was around it as, you know, not as much yeah. as I was in American for, you know, American culture, obviously, but just knowing that and, you know, 
I try to grasp, you know, especially if my when my you know my parents are gone and my, you know, and I don't go to the Philippines as as often as I would like, but mm-hmm. I still try to grasp that culture by eating the food, going to the stuff, you know, and going, you know, and you know, watch Filipino movies, talk to relatives in the Philippines, that sort of thing, you know. Right. But yeah. So, I mean, what about you? Uh, See, it's very tough for me because you, at least least for you, um, you have the exposure of being around other Filipinos um, throughout, even now, would you say you would, you have that same exposure? It may not be as much as before. Not as much as before, you know? But you still do. Um, Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. You know, (laughs) when I... When I moved here, when I moved here to to where I am now in the Twin Cities, I had no idea that there's two Filipino families living in my neighborhood. Huh. You know, okay. so they come around. They say one of their the daughter calls me uh, Tito Edwin. You know that sort of thing. You know, so yeah. it's still there, but not nearly as much as before because you know because again, you know, like I felt like. You know, the people who are my age, you know, like the cousins that I have that still lives here and my brothers that who still lives here, you know, we're sort of like, I feel like we're almost like the leftovers. Okay. From the grand yeah. batch, you know, like, like my parents, my uncles, my, you know, my aunts, you know, when they were still, you know, when they were still alive or they were, you know, we're, you know, they made it a point, you know, it was, it's, it was kind of. It was kind of interesting because my house, when I was growing up, always had relatives. Mm-hmm. You know, they would just come by. They wouldn't just call. They wouldn't call. They just like knock on the door. They sit down. They start talking. They they grab the plate, grab food, and suddenly there's always food at my house, like on the table or in the fridge, because yep. it was always like expected that someone's gonna come. That, you that's know? that's a very strong Filipino. <laughs> yeah, I. In every household. That doesn't happen anymore. If I knocked on my cousin's door, first thing they would say is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's right. very, you know, it's becoming, you know, like, it, I guess it's just the American culture that, you know, you're, you're very private, you know. In the Philippines, you know, in, that, in the Philippine culture, it was very extended, right? right. You had, there was a level of privacy but it was never nearly as private as the Americans. Yeah. American culture. I can see that. Um, another thing that I noticed is that usually um, Filipinos, what consists of a Filipino household, at least in my, in my view is that there's always, they'll always make room. Yeah. They'll always make room. And Point uh, the point is is that you mentioned something on how your house is hardly ever like empty. Like there's there's always people over there. They just help themselves. There's always food. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, um, we had I, extended family. We had extended family living exactly. with us. You know, like like for the longest yeah. time, we were our door yeah. was always open. Was and the, I think if I if I recall correctly, that was the same thing as my parents. My parents immigrated from the Philippines over to here. I think they were the first because 
when my dad built that house, built my childhood house, there was multiple rooms because what happened afterwards is that my uncles and aunts would stay there until they were able to, you know, get a decent job and establish their own, establish their own house. Yeah. Um, so there was a time when I lived, you know, with my aunts and uncles and I don't think, I don't think that's typical for America in an American household, I should say. I mean, I don't know if it is or isn't, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I know that when I was growing up with, with my friends who were pretty much all American, you didn't see that, <laughs> you know, you didn't see like, maybe you saw like their grandparents living with them, you know, because they needed to be taken care of that sort of thing. But you would never see like, I never saw like an entire like aunt, uncle, cousins living in the same house. Yeah. You know? I mean, a lot, to a lot of people, that's like way too much going on, but to a Filipino, like, that's typical. It is typical, right? It's typical. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, when it's, it's. I think it's just one of those. I mean, even when I was growing up, you know, if there was a family problem of some sorts, it mm-hmm. wasn't just like my family, like my nuclear family, my parents and my brothers. It wasn't that. It blew mm-hmm. up to like the extended family. Like, I still remember going to my aunt's house because we needed a family meeting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because there was an issue with one of the families that's within the extended family, right? Yeah. And, you know, so going over to my aunt's house and they're all sitting in the living room and, you know, and trying to, like, figure things out as an extended family, you know? And that's how I, you know, growing up, that's how we had, like, you know, family members in my extended family living with us because my parents always made it, made the, our house open to the family. You know, like yeah. if they needed to get away for some crazy reason or, you know, they can't, you know, some, you know, or whatever happens, right? You yep. know, like if they needed a place to stay, guess what? You know, we had like extra pillows, extra beds. We, you know, I remember sharing a bedroom with my brothers my both of my brothers because an entire family was going to stay in the in the basement <laughs> it was like yep. that yep so we made the best of it we grew up with it but i think our extended family became very close because of that because yeah. you know and because that's what you know I, my parents always told me that's how they lived when when they grew up right so yeah Back to the question of what I identify as. Yeah. Let's go back to the question. <laughs> it's very it's very tough to say. I, I really am to the point where I'm like, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Like, what part of me is Filipino? What part of me is American? And in honest opinion, I honestly think that I, I'm both. Yeah. I'm Filipino-American. And as to... As to as to how how I came up with that is very complex. Um, there was there's a term that someone came up with where it's when um, 
kids that were born in from immigrants have this ha, have this issue where they they feel like they neither belong in in a in a clique in America. Mm-hmm. They don't really feel like they are part of a native country either. Yeah. Like if I were to go to the Philippines right now, I'm gonna I would stick out in various ways, and it's oh, yeah. not physical. Um, I know that uh, chances are I might have lighter skin. I wonder why. Um, but it's that whole I'm not able to speak fluently in Tagalog. Yeah. Even the way how I speak right now, you would expect like an accident, uh, like an accent, come, yeah. come through. I, I don't. Um, when people, when people talk to me on the phone, it's it's just like this. And then when they and they meet me in public, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. I thought that I was talking to like an American, and that kind of confused me. <laughs> I was like, I am American, but I'm also at the same time not. And I yeah. think, and I think, a part of it is because I grew up kind of under the impression that American equals Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the case. It's, I know America is very diverse. It's just going to become more diverse. Yeah. At- time goes by but again with if anything that i've learned from the last four years there are there are still people that have been ingrained that if you're american you are white Mm -hmm. so it's it's that whole physical i can't deny that i don't look american so i just feel wrong saying oh i am an american but i'm not I'm also not. I am Filipino, but I'm also not. It's very confusing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll admit every time I go back to the Philippines, I do stand out, right? But I do mm-hmm. make the best of actually blending in. I try to blend in as much as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I go to the stores, I, you know, I rode my dad's bike, you know, motorcycle along with the rest of them, you know, and, you know, and, go to you know do whatever you know it's one of those things that that it's always been my goal especially going back to the philippines and being one of the filipinos and it's hard <laughs> like i I'm, I'm not even i'm not even kidding how it's, there's there's this i forgot what his this dude who's 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 caucasian who lives in davao city has a YouTube channel, right? Uh-huh. And he speaks better Bisaya than I do, <laughs> you know. And he he gets a, he goes to the he goes to like a, a a gym over there and plays basketball with the Filipinos, right? Okay. And he goes and he tries to find um he was trying to find um um what's that called like coconut water. There's a special oh, name yeah. for it. There's a special. There's a name for it in the Philippines. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. But he was trying to find it, right? So he's like riding around the Philippines, you know, trying to find it. You know, with with his buddy, and he had a camera, and this dude was like, I remember t- saying to myself, I was like, that's my goal. I want to do that when I go back to the Philippines. I don't want to go with like 
having to be like babysitted by someone, you know, but one of the relatives, that sort of thing, right? I just want to just like get off the plane, you know, ride a taxi over to my cousin's house, get in a motorcycle or a car or whatever, drive off to the sunset and do what the Filipinos do. You know, that's that's always been my goal to get into the Philippines. I feel like if I can do that, right, and just blend okay. in and be like any other person in the Philippines, they have no idea that, you know, that I come from the States. Because one thing that, that, that really bothers me every time I go back, every, every time I open up my mouth, right, just like you, yeah. what you're saying, every time I open up my mouth, they know I'm from the I'm from the United States because of the yeah. accents not there, or I have like broken freaking Bisaya or whatever. I yeah. remember having I was trying to like buy water, right, yeah. <laughs> in this rural area of the Philippines, right? Because I was on my way to um I was on my way to to the to to the city, and I was just like I need you know like I need water. It's hot there, okay. You need water, yeah. <laughs> okay. And don't. If you're ever going there, don't dare drink the water in the unless you're in the city. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I was like, I went out of the car, went over to like the nearest like store, right? And there was like a group of guys that were like just hanging out, like playing cards or whatever. And I go over to the person behind the counter, and it's like, in my very best, Bisaya was trying to order water. Okay. And as soon as I said the first word, she started smiling. She started getting like, 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 <laughs> like uh, embarrassed or whatever, or started getting really, really shy. Okay. <laughs> you know? And she didn't know how to speak to me. She knew I was American. She was trying to speak English. And I kept telling her, like, no, you know, no, don't, you know, like, like, beside the lung, beside the lung. You know, I was like that. And, she just wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, this is, this is helpless. Like, I just need, you know, like, need two waters. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's the stuff that I, I'm trying to get away from. But I get what you're saying that, you know, sometimes you can't escape the fact that you, you, you know, like, I shouldn't say you should escape the fact that you're from the United States, but, but, I always envy people who can go from one country to another or be in one culture or another and just like like flow with it. Yeah. You know? And the, I guess that's like my goal. Like I was so proud of myself going to the Philippines all by myself because I managed to navigate the hell that is Minneapolis uh, the hell that is Minea uh, Manila International Airport. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And I managed to to navigate my way through there, you know, and, you know, it's like one of these steps that you take, you know, what does it mean to be a Filipino, you know, I think it's just, it takes like, you know, or how do you get there or, or be an American, to me, it's just like, it's culture. And mm -hmm. it's, it's the way you grew up. It's the way you want to be. I mean, I say, like, if you really want to be Filipino, you know, or be more of that, you know, it takes time. It takes, you know, to right. know the culture and all that stuff. It's just like anybody who, who lives in a different country that they'll get influenced by the country that you're in because of the culture and the people you're with. That's why my parents always 
I don't know how, you know, I think I've been to the Philippines like six or seven times now. Okay. <laughs> you know, and each time it's different. Each time it's, it's, it's a new learning experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you want to know the culture, you want to be like, you know, do it, do as what the Romans do. Stay away from the tourist groups. So. <laughs> well, that's, often, that's the reason why, you know, the saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yep. I miss, I miss what I got. <laughs> when yeah. my, my parents right now are retired in the Philippines, my sister's in Belgium. Uh, my aunts and uncles that, you know, used to live with me are now situated in New Jersey. I'm the only one in Minnesota of my family. Mm-hmm. So, and I miss that. I, I, I miss having that interaction, just hearing them, you know, talk in their native language. I miss their food. Nothing beats mama's cooking. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, sorry, not sorry. Really good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that so that was the reason why I wanted to uh, to join the CSFA just to keep that. Yeah. To keep that this uh, what I grew up with. That's that's a part of me now. Yeah. And I always part of me always wants that. Yeah, it's a good start. I mean, again, you know, yeah. the societies out there, you know, not just the CSFA, but even the film men's, you know, like it's, you know, it's I, always a, it's a good start to be amongst the people that who are that. And I didn't know that there were that many organizations just in Minnesota. I did not know. I'm surprised. (laughs) And I'm excited as well. Um, I just remember, I just remember there were even, even when I was growing up, like there were two big ones was CSFA and Villeman. And then next thing you know, it, all these like subgroups started to happen, but yeah, there's a lot and it's a good place. I think it's a good place to start. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they're here because there is certain places in the United States that don't have this, you know? Mm-hmm. So what happens is that they start creating their own little groups. That's how the CSFA started. That's how the film men started. They just start creating these little, little groups like, Hey, let's go out for coffee or whatever, you know, or. <laughs> yeah. I so. mean, even if, even if you have zero Filipino blood in you, they will, they are willing to talk to you. They're oh, yeah. willing to teach you, you know, they're willing to share their food. Um, share their talent and their dances and their songs. They're always very welcoming. And that's what I like about the, the organizations. I, I remember, I remember growing up in the CSFA and there were, there were like, like, like Caucasian kids, like dancing, like mm. the tinickling, you know, there were Caucasian yes. kids that were like, you know, they were like dancing. Um, they were just, you know, like we're in the Pomana. And they would show up, you know, because they, you know, one thing they married into the Filipino, you know, into a Filipino family or whatever, you know, and they had like kids already or whatever, you know, but it is not unheard of that you'll, even one of the, was it, the CFSFA, like some of the board members, they're Caucasians, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it's not, it's not like an exclusive club or anything like that. Right. Right. You know, like there's no, you know, you know, there's no like, you know, it's definitely not like check your skin at the door type thing. You know, it's the, it's very inclusive. So, and I think, 
And you know that reminds me. You you mentioned something about how people wanna wanna learn the tinikling, and I think the tinikling is one of the very popular Filipino uh, yeah. you know, aspects of the culture. It's Every not even my favorite go, dance. Oh, <laughs> I tried it when I was when I was a kid, and actually I had fun. Yeah. Um, but um, I remember going to the Festival of Nations, and whenever the Filipinos or the Philippines came up to stage. Oh, it was full. And did the thing. Oh, it was full. People would go berserk yeah. in applause. They would cheer because people love watching that. Yeah. And every time I watch that, a part of me just jumps with joy. Yeah. Because I think that's the part of me that I'm proud of. Yeah. I am part of that culture. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I can't deny that I'm also American. Yeah. You know, I can't. I mean, so, I can't deny that I'm. I'm, you know, I'm American, but I don't have to be one or the other. I think. You know. I honestly think that it's really up to the the one person to really say okay, to really add, you know, you know, you're the only person that can actually give you the answer to what do you identify as. Yeah. As I said, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just based on you know. A person's preference, their experiences, what they grew up with, what they value. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even the Philippine culture, even the Philippine culture in the Philippines is changing. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you would never, you would never seen like a GLBTQ movie or even if that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, in the 80s, you know, and it's not, I mean, yeah, you know, yes, you know, Philippine culture is heavily influenced by by the Catholic religion, but mm-hmm. that's not even the that's not even like the only religion there. You no, know, and also I just want to say because you mentioned about the LGBTQ, well, the film that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, there's a scene where there was a Catholic priest and he was teaching the class about about the LGBTQ community and one of the one of the um, students asked well isn't isn't it a sin and I'm actually surprised that this priest said no it's not a sin yeah and he went into this whole entire thing and I was like wow it's it- <laughs> it's amazing what happens when one culture influences the other and I mean I mean I I'm I mean, as anybody, I mean, anybody knows that like, Catholicism is going through a crazy change right now, especially with, with the new Pope, right? Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. whether you agree with it or disagree with it, that doesn't matter. The matter, what matters is that, that you can't deny that the Philippines, even itself, is changing in culture, partly because of of the Vatican, but it's also partly because there's new things, new variables that are getting into the Philippines. Like Korea is having a big influence in Philippine culture for some crazy odd reason. But yeah, back in the nineties, right. Okay. There were nowhere to be found. <laughs> you know, it was never like even in the early two thousands, like, you know, there was like there was a who was it? Sandara Park was was Korean, and she was a oh, Filipino. Yeah, yeah oh, and she's yeah. a Filipino. You know, she was an actress in the Philippines. She's Korean, and she made it big in the Philippines as a as, a, as an actress. And guess what? She got all the foreign roles. <laughs> you know, 
because yep. she's Korean. You know, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But it's it is it is what it is. But again, the Philippines notice. is not a fish. It's not a it's not an isolated fishbowl. No, so, not anymore. Yeah. And also the in Mangkapuang, there are two actors there that had like Korean features. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's it's kind of nice knowing that you know Koreans and the Philippines share, kind of share. Um, yeah. And I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's their effort to be you know as much as we think you know as much as you know. You know, the United States, you know, there's racism in the United States, you know, that sort of thing. It's not, racism is not isolated to the United States. It was happening in the Philippines, too. You know? Yes, and that's that's something that we will talk about. We'll talk about, about, yeah, we'll talk about that in a different episode. Yeah, and but I think it's their way of bashing those walls down by, by things like, Let's make an entire scene in Korea. Let's do a scene, you know, in their movies in Japan. Let's have Korean actors. Let's have Japanese actors. Let's have Chinese actors. Let's have American actors. I was really surprised to see American actors in a in a Filipino movie. I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who is this dude? You know? And apparently he showed up in soap operas in the United States, went to the Philippines and started you know, mm-hmm. and it would be very, <laughs> it would be very cool to have you know Filipino actors and actresses star in Korean and, ja- and Japanese and other uh, Asian shows. Yeah, as much as there's Filipinos here in the United States making it big, it's Leah oh, Salonga, yeah. i.e., you know, yes, you know, I mean that's, I think that's great. I think that's cool. It's cross culture. It's great. You know, more of that. But you know, there's traditions and stuff like that. People think that it's it's being threatened i don't think to me i don't think so as long as like people like me people who you know you know like pam or or anybody who who want to learn those traditions and want to keep it up and and learn them you know it never dies that way so stop it stop it whoever thinks that it's not (laughs) okay and and you know to concentrate on the american side i mean I kind of want to just wash away that whole conception that you need to be white in order to be American. Yeah. It's, it's way too, it's, it's more complex than that. It's, it's just, yeah, you're leaving out, and, and, <laughs> you're leaving you out said, a lot of people. If that's true. And as you, you said, know. America is also evolving Oh yeah, in its own way. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. And can you just imagine what, how, how we would be if we were to, you know, things were differently if if you know if you would have stayed in the philippines or if i was born oh my gosh in the philippines i you know looking at my looking at my every time we go back to the philippines and look at my cousins they're there Mm -hmm. and see how their lives are you know because i don't do the whole i don't like doing the whole tourist thing where it's like oh this place is beautiful and you know this Mm -hmm. is great you know like Living in the Philippines is, you know, must be like the life. That sort of thing. It's not yeah. true. Like, you know, when you go to the Philippines, people got their own problems there. My cousins have, 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 you know, have issues there, right? That they have to deal with. And I look at them and I always think to myself that if I was, 
if my parents never came to the United States, right, and we stayed where we were or even in the cities there, I look at my cousins and go, you know, I go, like, I could have been that, right? And I go, as much as they love life and they try to make the best of things, you know, I, you know, I, I always picture the, the, you know, me doing that sort of thing. And I sometimes, I just can't imagine it. And, but I know in myself that if I saw, if I looked at them and say, you know, like, look, you know, like, and, you know, and, you know, hang out with them and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I, you know, I'd probably be doing, you know, but who knows? But I do, I am very glad that, you know, my parents made, you know, decided to come to the United States, immigrate here, did the things, mm-hmm. right, for their, you know, for, for reasons, which were definitely noble and great reasons to, to do things. It's, you know, I can't help my, but think like, you know, like, yeah, again, what I said before heavily influenced in American culture. Right. And you can't escape that. And then you shouldn't, you know, I, you know if you're going to be here, you shouldn't. You shouldn't isolate yourself to that. Right. So. And um, there's, I just, I know my parents would have probably preferred me to go, you know, study in the Philippines and, and live with them and, eventually owned their house at (laughs) their retirement home it was all nice it's all nice but at the same time i i value what where i'm at right now yeah because i'm i i i I like the liberties that we have here they're different the philippines oh it's yeah and, and and it's that whole freedom of choosing, you know, who you who you identify as. You could yeah. be whoever you want. I like that. Oh yeah, that's that's that's. I think that's the, the American side of me yeah. showing. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, freedom to choose, freedom to you know to do whatever you want, freedom to you know to you know like right. the opportunities and all that stuff that is in this country definitely you know that's that's a very american thing because you know i always tell people go to the philippines get out of the tourist spots go into the you know you know go to the places where filipinos hang out you'll see a very very different thing and what make and the filipino side and what makes me filipino a big chunk of it is what i eat and people would say (laughs) What what's the big of a deal of a diet? And I was like, I didn't choose to be hooked on rice. The rice life chose me. <laughs> exactly right. Um, <laughs> and and it's my whole flexibility of what is dinuguan, what is balut, what yeah. is unseat. And I was like, you don't know. <laughs> it's it uh, all of that growing up made me a part of me. Yeah, that I can't. I. Yeah, I always get a big and laugh what, when people when people uh, discover that for the first time, you know. And yeah, it's and um, well, and that's what sets me apart from other Americans too. Yeah, and again, 
That's the Pinoy priority in me. <laughs> and that's why getting off the Suge is very hard. I know. <laughs> we will get through this together, Edwin. <laughs> oh, I still have like a 50-pound bag of rice somewhere. Ugh. If you want, you can give it to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would be like, oh no, oh no. I still got like a 50-pound bag of rice, like the three ladies brand (laughs) somewhere. So you think it's the three ladies brand for me or the um, The rabbit brand. The white rabbit, yeah. Yeah, the rabbit brand. Not as good as the three ladies brand, but it's it's there, but it's not as super fine quality as the three ladies brand. Um, Always want to get the Jasmine Milagrosa. See, this is the kind of language that any Filipino would understand. (laughs) Right. Right. So that's in a nutshell. That's a very long, <laughs> a long, long explanation. Thing. Yeah, but I thought Filipino I said, versus American. Yeah, and it needed to be said. And I think it was a and, good discussion we have with your sister. Definitely. I mean, that's always been a. I think anybody. And I also, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure that you know there are those young listeners out there yes. that are going through the same, you know, identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> we all go through them. You will live through it, yeah. and you will come come to terms yeah. with it. And I think whatever it, it is, yeah, it's <laughs> your own epiphany. It's your own revelation of of how you go about it, you know. And sometimes it'll change. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it's like any other thing that you know. I think to me, it's like you know. But always be, you know. I always say, like I grew up with, make sure you know where you come from, you know, mm-hmm. in your history. Your how you got here to the United States, you know, that's why, you know, people tend to forget that, you know, all of us aren't Native Americans unless you're a Native American. Mm-hmm. So along the lines, you came here, some, you know, somewhere, in, someone in your family, you know, in the past was on a boat or on a plane mm-hmm. and they didn't have, they didn't have a, two-way ticket yep (laughs) so and you know it's and i think that learning where you come from and finding out where you even especially if your parents are still alive or -hmm. your grandparents are still alive that sort of thing it's even more the better you know so anyways yeah you know you know, tell us, you know, tell us what you think. Tell us how you identify if you want to. Email us. Hollow uh, hangouts at gmail.com. Or send us a uh, Twitter post with, uh, you know, with a hashtag hollow hangouts. And we'll probably, you know, we'll look at it. And if you want us to, you know, read it, don't read it on air. That's totally up to you. We won't, you know, we won't uh, make those assumptions. But. Right. And we will. We will revisit certain aspects of this in other episodes oh, as yeah. well. <laughs> it's a big topic. Uh, there's, there's a lot of memories that yeah. me and Edwin love to talk about, and we will cover it in future episodes. But yes, this is a confer- uh, this is a conversation that we are op- we are opening up to other uh, Filipino Americans, especially mm-hmm. those that live in Minnesota. Let's discuss it. Yeah, let's have that. Let's hang out and let's talk about it. It'll be great. Um, so that's uh, that's our show today. Um, I hope that you had a fun time hanging out with us. 
and um hopefully we'll see you next time to talk about more stuff about the philippines filipinos being a filipino american the culture everything in between so this is us signing off my name is edwin you can find me at t cities edwin on the twitter you can find me at edwin on the on uh on facebook you can also email us again at hello hello hangouts on gmail.com this yes, show sir. is episode four right pam <laughs> where four. Where, yeah. pam, where, where, did, where can people find you so yes my name is pam you could find me on the twitter at pandacatdragon1 you could also find me on instagram at pandacatdragon cool so we will see you all we'll later see you next time don't forget to uh if you haven't done so you know if you haven't subscribed already subscribe um we well, you know every time we post something on you know in our feed it'll definitely ding on your phone or you know you'll get the latest stuff so don't forget to subscribe um don't forget this to uh to like the uh legend creators group page on facebook and give yep. us uh um give us a, a holler on on our email yep and give us a holler. our yep and then our our e our website is 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 getting built so i'm can't wait for that <laughs> we will we yeah we will let people know when it's up and running cool all right this is hollow hollow hangouts episode four signing off see ya Bye.